Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! What up, what up? Welcome back. Welcome in, I should say, to Nuanas Now. I guess we'll be welcoming you back enough throughout this show. I'm uh, a little hyped because I had to, you know, just play speed racer across Missoula to get back here. But uh, worth the trip, worth the time. Just got back from Grizz football practice, caught up with Bobby Houck. So we'll have that for you tomorrow. But thanks for joining us today. It's Nuanas Now, your one-stop shop for all things sports. Maybe a little pop culture. Each and every weekday, all the way around the Treasure State, both right here on 102.9 ESPN Radio, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. You can also catch us around the globe on our YouTube channel, N-U-A-N-E-Z. We'll get you there. Please subscribe to it. If you do, then text us, 888-1029-406-888-1029, and let us know that you followed both our YouTube channel as well as subscribe to our podcast channel. Also, go follow us. On Instagram and Facebook, also give Alpine Touch and Haymaker Beef a follow on both Instagram and Facebook. Why? That's going to get you entered for our fall giveaway. More on that in just a minute. Triple Eight One Zero Two Nine is also how you're going to be able to ask me for some fancy football advice. It's a Wednesday. That means it's a Wing It Wednesday. So let's go. Bring it in. Bring it on. 
Who should he play? Who should he start? What are your questions? Who's hurt on your team? Who's got to buy? Who's on your waiver wire? What should I do? All of those things. Tell me. Ask me. 888-1029. Text us. We'll take text throughout the first hour of this show, and then uh, we will select one lucky winner, and you're going to get a dozen wings. The Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill, the Despo. Baseball playoffs are raging right now. It's the American League and National League Championship Series. Despo, one of the best baseball spots in all of Montana, and uh, enjoying yourself some delicious and award-winning Desperado wings. Can't go wrong with that. So send those texts in, 888-1029. 406-888-1029 and uh, about 445. We'll be going through all your fantasy football inquiries and giving you a chance to win a dozen wings from the Despo. What else we got in the show today? Well, we'll kick things off with a little NFL talk with Brooks Nuanas, Sean Rainey, our good buddy SWX Montana Television. He's running around crazy right now. Uh, state playoffs for soccer have begun. We'll get you some scores from uh, state playoffs here in just a little while as well. Uh, but Sean's just a little busy right now. And so uh, Brooks Nuanas can join us, talk some NFL. And uh, Sean will be back in the saddle next week. He's excited about it. And uh, we're excited to have him, of course. But also from SWX Montana Television, Alex Esselman will join us for our Montana State Minute. Alex doing a great job as a reporter over there in Bozeman. And uh, we'll look forward to catching up with her. And of course, 445 Wednesday. Chance to win Wings of the Desperado. Top of the hour. This was a fun one. It's just a guy that's had uh, multiple uh, renewals with his visibility in the state of Montana. Mike Breskey, the defensive coordinator for the Grizzlies uh, during the short three-year tenure under head coach Joe Glenn. And Breskey was then uh, returned to Missoula as the defensive coordinator in the early 2010s when Robin Flugat was the coach. And, uh, Bresky now at the University of Idaho, where he's been there with the Vandals for seven years now. Uh, Paul Petrino's been there for nine. So we caught up with Mike Bresky. Second week in a row, we've had a defensive coordinator from the Big Sky Conference with Grizz Connections. I think that says a lot about the fraternity that the league is. I think it also says a lot about the prowess of defensive minds that have come through and come out of Montana. Uh, So definitely fun conversation with Mike Bresky, and then speaking of football, speaking of the Grizz, Montana does play at Idaho on Saturday, and Jace Lewis is going to come on and break it down for us. Number 37 for the Grizzlies, a senior linebacker from Townsend, Montana. Jace will join us here about 5.30. Hope you have an awesome Wednesday. Thanks so much for spending some time with us. We are broadcasting to you from the Northwest Motorsports studio. Northwest Motorsport is new to Missoula, located at the corner of Stevens and Mount. You can also find them online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. It's Trucktober. That means 1.99% APR financing on a great many of the 1,600. That's right, count them, 1,600 trucks that Northwest Motorsport has at its disposal. We're going out of the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Time for a little NFL talk. A lot of times on a Wednesday, we lead this thing with our good buddy Sean Rainey. But Sean is running all over the place right now. If you haven't noticed, the postseason for fall sports at the high school level, it is upon us. Soccer playoffs raging all over the state of Montana. So Sean, being the SWX Montana Sports Director, he's delegating, he's 
doling out the logistics. He's shooting some games here in Western Montana. He's all over the place. So you can always check out ABC Fox Montana for all their awesome newscasts in the evenings, as well as SWX tonight, 1030. Sean will have all that stuff for you. But because of that, uh, he was unavailable for this Wednesday. I think that actually breaks our streak. I think he's been on the show for at least a segment every Wednesday for the duration of 2021. So appreciate Sean always for contributing. But uh, instead, welcome in Brooks Nuwana, SkylineSportsMT.com, as well as our go-to guy when it comes to talking NFL. This is our NFL uh, All Football All the Time segment. It's presented in part by Brett's RV and Marine and presented in part by Sportsbet Montana. And uh, Brooks, let's actually start there. I know that you and I both have been getting into the sports gambling and uh, you've been placing some bets at the actual kiosk. And I think that you know, odds aside, um, Procedure aside, just putting the money in the machine, and then when you win, getting the money, this actual cash money in your hand, it's pretty fun. I actually think that's one of the best parts about it, and it's different than a lot of other maybe services you might use. So uh, Sports Bet Montana continues to be a great supporter of this show, but it, it is pretty fun just putting the money in the machine and getting the money back out when you actually win. Yeah, you're right, man. It's, uh, it's an electronic bookie that doesn't chase after you. Uh, the money goes in, the money comes out. As you mentioned, the odds are, uh, they're variable. They change compared to somewhat what you see on Vegas or FanDuel or something like that. Uh, but overall, yeah, a lot of fun. I had, gosh, a brutal loss last weekend. I was rolling the dice. I had two parlays built all into Monday night and then a big Monday night bet on the Bills. Uh, Bills up at half. Bills win. I really liked that bet. Um, and Josh Allen stuffed on the one-yard line to lose all three bets. Rough, rough weekend. Yeah, it was a, a rough one for sure. And uh, let's start with that exact game when we when it comes to breaking down some of these NFL games. The Tennessee Titans, when Mike Brabel took over, seemed like they had at least the blueprint to have one of the most defined identities in the NFL. Vrabel is a uh, fire and brimstone, really in-your-face coach, super intense, tough, hard-ass, and also a defensive guy that was a defensive-minded, obviously, player, great player for the New England Patriots, and uh, comes from the Bill Belichick coaching tree and all that. And then Tennessee assembled this offense that has a game-managing quarterback like Ryan Tannehill, a battering ram running back in Derrick Henry. Uh, at one point, they had a great offensive line. That's been definitely dissipated because of both roster movement and uh, multiple injuries to Taylor Luan, the All-Pro tackle but all that said Tennessee on paper the last several years you'd like them to be one of the best defensive teams and one of the best ball control teams in the league that hasn't happened they've been one of the best teams running the ball but they've also given up points in bunches all that said though I think there's been this narrative that because they haven't had the identity that maybe people desired them to have they are then an underachieving team but they still a very talented team, and they proved that on Sunday night because I thought that the Bills were probably, uh, I'm not going to say they're the best team in the league, but they were playing the best of any team in the league other than probably the Arizona Cardinals, and that's a huge win uh, for Tennessee. So what, what's your take on the Titans and the sort of the status that they're in right now as they try to uh, affirm themselves as true playoff contenders? Well, as you mentioned, I mean, they took a, a pretty big step back on defense. Um, so you know, several guys that probably you would hope that they take a big jump uh, didn't. Um, they did not really uh, tie or sure up that secondary very much. Um, they do have some good players. You know, there's there's spot players. Um, there's some guys that are making some stuff happen. But, you know, lose Jadavion Clowney, lose a couple different guys, and the defense doesn't have a real star. You know, um, I'm a big Jeffrey Simmons fan who plays defensive tackle in the middle, uh, but not a, necessarily a guy that's going to, you know, win you games. Uh, so overall, the Titans took a step back on defense, but offensively, I agree with you, Coulter. Uh, they're bringing Julio Jones, you know, A.J. Brown, a dominant wide receiver. 
and you have Derrick Henry. You're going to run the ball, but you have these outside threats that might alleviate some of that. Well, they start to struggle with injuries. So, you know, you're not, not surprised there. Julio Jones, at this point of his career, injury-prone before, uh, and, and continues to be such. And, and A.J. Brown also going down with a hamstring injury, both players. Both have missed time. Julio Jones is going to miss the next couple weeks. So then you have Derrick Henry. On pace right now, Coulter, for 459 carries, for almost 2,300 nice. yards and 28 touchdowns. Uh, this guy has, a, right now, as it stands, 168 carries for 745 yards and 10 touchdowns would be a very nice NFL season. Uh, that's six games in. Uh, I think he is one of the most dominant running backs to ever live. Um, I was in the camp, and I told everybody before the season, fantasy football-wise, but just on the field-wise, uh, we have the idea that if you get 250 to 300 carries three seasons in a row, no one's ever survived it. Talk about the Jamal Lewis's of the world, the Larry Johnson's of the world. No one has ever made it past that threshold. That fourth season, the fall-off is a cliff that is never-ending. And I did not think that was happening to Derrick Henry because as we talk about all those players in the past, I did not think that Derrick Henry falls into uh, that, that category physically. I think he is at another level. Uh, you got to make business decisions, and I think the Bills saw that up and down the field. The classic, uh, or the famous Micah Hyde viral video where Derrick Henry has about a 15-yard head start at the, at the safety. Again, another player I really like, uh, Bills safety, Micah Hyde. And Micah Hyde has to sit there and really decide what's, how long is this career going to last. Uh, he takes one to the face. I mean, he takes a knee to the head and gets blasted five yards back. It'd be Derrick Henry. Uh, is going to go ahead and win them that, that division, in my opinion. So, you know, that kind of player. He's unbelievable. I mean, I, I was wrong. I thought that I didn't think he was going to completely erode this year, but I didn't think it was uh, as sustainable. I still, I'm, I, I guess it's not that I'm skeptical about Derrick Henry. I just, like you said, man, this is uncharted territory. I don't really know if an NFL running back's ever gotten 400 carries in a season. I would reckon to say no. And he is on pace for 432 carries. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And, and the yardage total, man. And it's not that it's, you know, every now and then he's had some some games where he's, Get 20 carries, 20 carries, 33 carries. Now, this season, it's 28 carries across the board. I mean, it is. there's no game less than, and he's getting in the end zone. Um, and, you know, he's on pace for, to break his, his, his personal season hop to high in receptions. I think he has 16 already, on pace for about 45, 48. Um, I think his, his career high in the season is about 35. So he's getting the ball in extra ways as well. Um, Taylor Luan, the Titans left tackle, has been beat up. I mean, the fact that he is just persevering through all of this is uh, it proves that he is no question the best running back in the league. No question. Brooks Nuana is all football all the time, brought to you in part by Brett's RV and Marine. If you need to get your RV serviced, it's getting cold. You don't want your RV to freeze. You don't want the water to be in there. That's really damaging to it. Brett's can help you out. They can help you either store it for the winter. They can help you get the water out of there, or they can just buy it from you. Go see Brett's RV and Marine as you start to winterize your RVs. Brett's RV and Marine is located at 4800 Grant Creek Road in Missoula. Brooks, there's always talk about unbreakable records and to put this in perspective first of all Derrick Henry is leading the NFL by a full 260 yards rushing he has 260 more yards than Nick Chubb Derrick Henry already has 125 more yards than even Devontae Adams has that's receiving versus rushing Cooper Cup's tearing it up like nobody before Derrick Henry has 235 more yards than Cup from scrimmage or that's just rushing compared to receiving then you add in Henry's receiving yards unbelievable but Eric Dickerson 
His second season in the NFL, 1984, with the Los Angeles Rams. To me, that that season, 379 carries for 2,105 yards, 14 touchdowns, 5.6 yards per carry, 131 yards per game. The greatest single season by a running back in NFL history. It's undeniable in terms of the statistical production, but is it realistic? Could Derrick Henry make a run at that record? Oh, absolutely, man. I don't even think, I mean, Derrick Henry has had 375 carries in the season. I think it's just a carry below Eric Dickerson in that year. Uh, not quite as, you know, uh, efficient as Eric Dickerson was. Uh, but, yes, I do think he can make a run at that record. When um, you asked about the 400 carries in the season, Colter, there has been five people, Eddie George, Eric Dickerson, James Wilder, Jamal Anderson, and Larry Johnson. Uh, all of those guys you could think of as super high-volume punishing backs I think Derek Curry's going to make a run at every single record. 416 attempts by Larry Johnson in 2006 is the NFL record for attempts. I could see Derek Curry making a run at that as well. It's all about health, right? And if he stays healthy, there's also an extra game in the season. You know, the 17th game is a big deal across the board for all NFL records. You know, we, we talked openly about earlier this year about there's going to be probably a couple guys that throw 50 touchdowns. You know, with that extra game, you have an f- extra five touchdowns one game. It pushes you to a whole new level. There might be a player in the future that throws for 60 touchdowns in a season. So I do think Derrick Henry's going to make a run at any of these records. Um, and honestly, to, we'll see by the end of the year. We'll see how the playoffs play out. Derrick Henry gets stronger as the season goes on. If he stays healthy when it gets late in the season, he is not afraid, and they are not afraid as a team, the Tennessee Titans, to pound the football. Um, so we'll see how these stats continue to, to, to ramp up. you got to assume a player like him misses a game, maybe two, uh, just with the nature of, of, of uh, the violence in the NFL. But He's going to make a run at all sorts of records this season. Brooks Nuanas joining us here on Nuanas Now. Doubling up your Nuanas Now here on a Wednesday. Hope you're having an outstanding afternoon. You're listening to ESPN Radio. Maybe you're watching SWX Montana Television. We're actually recording this on a Wednesday morning. we got to tell you that now. Uh, just got to get it in once, but we just got to tell you this. It is a pre-recorded interview. FCC guidelines is trying to, you know, obey all the rules. I didn't actually plan on... Uh, taking it down this road, but uh, now that I've got the, the single-season leaders right now in front of me, here's where we're at right now in the NFL. It's about the one-third point of the season because it is, like you mentioned, a 17-game campaign. So six games in, that's about one-third of the year. So here's where we're at with uh, just some broad offensive leaders. Of course, Bobby Wagner is leading the NFL in tackles. Uh, I feel like he's led the NFL in tackles every year since he's been in the NFL. He's unbelievable. But a guy that's right up there uh, amongst the Rokon Smiths and Eric Kendricks and Denzel Perrimans of the world is none other than Alex Singleton, Montana State, a linebacker who plays for the Philadelphia Eagles. And they were on primetime the other week, Brooks, and I was watching. And uh, it's so interesting to watch Alex Singleton because he still is so good at knifing through and uh, making tackles in space. He is so good in space, period, and and just one-on-one tackling. He also has a really hard time when offensive guards get their hands on him, but that's easier said than done. Also, though, the scheme that they're playing, it's sort of like a five-man front within like a single linebacker. He's sort of playing deeper than most traditional inside guys might play. That allows him to roam and run sideline to sideline, and it's also allowed him to pile up a ton of tackles. He's third in the NFL in tackles right now. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. Like you say, he does have some limitations as far as deep in the box. Uh, yeah, also at times, uh, tight ends who run solo routes, tight ends running, you know, uh, a bunch of variety within that little small space can can put him in a vulnerable position. But otherwise, if the, ball, if the football is in a ball carrier's hands, uh, he's one of the best. 
Other uh, NFL leaders, Miles Garrett leads the league in sacks with eight. T.J. Watt has seven. T.J. Watt won a game on Sunday night. My goodness, dragging the Steelers all the way to a, to a victory. Trayvon Diggs, Stephon Diggs' brother for the Dallas Cowboys, more than double the leader in interceptions, seven of them already. That's amazing. Uh, and then, as we mentioned, Derrick Henry, about 250-yard lead in the rushing title race. Devontae Adams and Cooper Cup out in front of everybody in receiving yards. And don't look now. But ahead of Dak Prescott, ahead of Matt Stafford, ahead of Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady leads the NFL in passing yards. I just can't get over it. I know we're going to spend a fair amount of time with Tom Brady tomorrow because that's all Carolyn ever wants to talk about on the chick who doesn't know sports. Uh, but And I know that we've said it over and over and over again. But he's actually better than he's ever been, right? I mean, it's unbelievable that he just continues to be better. Well, yeah, he's better than he's ever been. And he's got the best system he's ever been in. And he's got the best players he's ever played. So... You know, if you, I don't know many players that if you said those three things, wouldn't be the best that they've been in their careers. You look at a guy like Kyler Murray. Well, if you gave Kyler Murray, uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, O.J. Howard, Leonard Fournette, I, you know, I think he'd probably take another another step too. So it, it's a uh, it's a very good situation for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. No question. Let's look at uh, some of the other storylines in the NFL right now, just because it is sort of the one-third mark. It's all football all the time. Brooks Nuana is joining us here on Nuana's Now, presented in part by Sportsbet Montana. Sportsbet Montana has all sorts of fun prop bets during games, so go on down to one of your favorite establishments, and you can bet within the game. I I couldn't believe it. I I went against my, uh, my... my essence as a football fan by hammering the Cowboys in the middle of the game against the Patriots, but I uh, just knew they were going to come out with a victory, and uh, it's fun to bet in-game, so go check out a Sportsbet Montana kiosk. Go get the Sportsbet Montana app on your phone today. Speaking of the Cowboys, Brooks, in terms of my one-third of the season surprises, Dallas is one of them. What have you thought of the Cowboys, and how have they gotten to 5-1, and one, one of the best records in the NFL? Yeah, we all, I mean, I agree. I, they're right up there. They might be the surprise as far as, uh, you know, the one of the four or five best teams in the NFL, and that's all because of their defense, you know. They got they, they ship off Jalen Smith, the, the linebacker who's who's had so much production for them, uh, and they let Leighton Vandresh kind of, you know, take the reins there. Defensively, as you mentioned, Diggs is, is the best corner in the league right now as far as production goes. We knew their offense would be dynamite. You know, they have playmakers at every single position. They go, they have depth. I personally think Tony Pollard is, is a top 10, top 15, potential top 10, top 15 starting running back in the NFL. He's backing up Zeke. Again, 13, 14 carries a game. Their wide receiving core is dynamite. You always got to wonder about Mike McCarthy, head coach for the Dallas Cowboys, who at times has struggled in-game. Uh, you know, you look back at the Packers and a lot of the Aaron Rodgers drama stems from a lot of Mike McCarthy and, and, and their relationship or lack thereof. So going, taking some years off, um, starting the coaching clinic, um, and then get back into the game with the Dallas Cowboys. There were some question marks there, but gosh, look, how good does Dak look, right, Colter? I mean, how impressive of a comeback for a guy that with a horrific lower leg injury to come back, not miss a game, and to be as dominant and, and confident as he's been. You know, even it, it, he'll at times play in a messy pocket and still be so darn confident, which is just shows, you know, his resilience as well as his mindset. And I think the Dallas Cowboys not only are fun to watch, um, they have a hold of that division, and they're going to be someone to contend with in the NFC. I don't think that my opinion on an individual player changed as much from I watched Hard Knocks every year. I've been watching Hard Knocks since it came out. Uh, even when it was coming out when I was a kid, I watched all those retrospectively when they were archived on like the HBO app. 
And uh, I don't think my opinion of a player changed more during a single hard knock season than my opinion of Dak Prescott. I have always been a guy that thought Dak was overrated. I thought he got a lot of love because of the team he plays for and the star on his helmet. I thought he was fine, but I did not think he was a top 10 guy. Uh, His talent hasn't gotten any better since uh, I watched Hard Knocks, but I get it. I get why they're all in on him. I get why he is the guy that they want to pay to lead their franchise. First of all, he's a perfect fit for the Dallas Cowboys just because of his makeup, his personality, uh, the fact that he's a positive guy. But then you watch that series, and he, uh, Dak Prescott, is he's the mayor of Cowboyville. He, he's he's not just cool; like he is buddies. He's homies with everybody, not just the guys on the team, the trainers, the. I mean, like he plays bridge or plays spades with the guys that do the laundry. You know, like he he is the dude who's like cool with everybody, and he's not just like, hey, how are you? No, like he's making friends with the dudes who fold his laundry and the dudes that run errands for him, the dudes that bring him his sandwich uh, during training camp, whatever. And you just see that, and you see the leadership. You see how easy he is to like, and then you realize, well, that's why they're so comfortable taking risks with riding with Ezekiel Elliott forever, and they can go get a guy like C.D. Lamb, and they just have confidence that he and Amari Cooper are going to get along because Dak gets everybody to get along. And I just thought I thought it was very telling and uh, revelatory to watch him, and uh, it sort of just reaffirmed to the, me the notion I always knew to be true. A lot of times the intangibles, the, the way you treat people, that's as important, particularly when you are. I mean, if you're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, you're like you're like a front office member as well as an actual athlete as well. So I, th- I do think it's important just you your ability to sort of manage the personalities around you. I think it's the most important trait of a, of a quarterback. You know, I think that's a lot of times when we talk about the greats in the NFL right now, uh, who's making the, who's making Super Bowls, you know, who is, who is pushing deep in the playoffs consistently over and over. We're talking Russell Wilson. We're talking Tom Brady, uh, guys with arm talent who aren't doing that, uh, isn't surprising because that I think is the trait of the quarterback and the quarterback position, especially in the NFL. And as you mentioned, Dak has it, man. And, uh, I've always, I've, I've probably been a little bit higher on Dak than what you mentioned, but I do understand where you're coming from. Um, he has a ton of arm talent. So that part, I think, is a little bit overseen. I, thought, I don't know if people really think about it like that. It's, it's one of the more talented arms in the NFL. Uh, you, you add in his mobility, and then you add in his, 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 he's a gamer. You know, you add in the hype that he brings into a live game situation. Uh, he's one of the best in the NFL right now, and, and he's got that team rolling. Um, they, they've scored the most points in the NFL, you know, and a lot of that it rides on Dak's shoulders. Nuana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. One other team that's off to a 5-1 and one start. Not a surprise. In fact, probably the expectation. But after getting whipped in week one, I don't know if people expected them to win in five in a row like they have. But Aaron Rodgers can do no wrong. Aaron Rodgers is still the best player in the NFL. Uh, I'll take your arguments if you have other ones. 888-1029-406-888-1029. Tell me I'm wrong. But uh, the swag, the nonchalance, the elevated uh, football IQ, the throws he can make, more than anything, though, just the brash cockiness. I mean, him scoring the touchdown in Chicago, screaming to Soldier Field, I own you. It's unbelievable. I, I don't want to like Aaron Rodgers, and I love Aaron Rodgers because I just think that his take-no-prisoners, I don't care what anybody thinks attitude is just, it's phenomenal to watch. His swagger is unparalleled, and the Packers are, once again, rolling. 
Yeah, they're rolling, man. I mean, I think they have the best receiver in the NFL. Well, maybe the second best behind Cooper Cup, right, Coco? I mean, let's go. I love it. I absolutely (laughs) love it. Troy Taylor, who's Sacramento State's head coach, uh, Sac State came to Missoula and won last week over the Grizzlies. But Troy Taylor coached Cup during his senior year at Eastern Washington. And I asked Troy Taylor, because Troy Taylor has a very unorthodox uh, coaching path. Troy Taylor played at Cal, then he played in the NFL, and then he was not really in coaching. He was, you know, helping out kind of in high school, but he was mostly Cal, uh, the Cal Bears football color commentator for more than a decade. Then he gets into high school and coaches at Folsom High School for a while, and he's only been in the college ranks since that 2016 season, so it's only his fifth year in the college ranks. But he has been around a ton of guys that have gone on to the highest level. He's coached them, he's played with them, played against them, and he told me that the first week he ever was on the Eastern Washington campus, he, it wasn't just that he knew that Cooper Cup was going to be Uh, a star in the big sky. It wasn't just that he knew Cooper Cup was going to have a shot in the NFL. It wasn't just that he knew Cooper Cup was going to get drafted. He told me, point blank period, that after the first week of being around him, he would have bet every dollar he ever made that Cooper Cup would be in the NFL Hall of Fame. That is amazing to hear a coach say that. And I'm not ready to go quite that far yet, but the dude is the most insane worker and one of the most high football IQ receivers that's ever played the game already. And here he is. I mean, you're right. It's Devontae Adams and Cooper Cup right now in terms of the battle for who is the most talented and productive receiver in the league. Pretty cool for a guy from Eastern Washington. You gotta love him, man. And one of my my favorite players I've ever seen live. No question. But when we get back to the Packers culture and gosh, I mean, the thing was that I wasn't worried about the quote unquote Packers uh winning that division. So they come out and stumble, they look bad, that the, there's all sorts of drama. Well the Vikings have taken such a, a step back defensively and offensively they're just they're are they're so inconsistent. They can put up thirty eight points. I think that it's hard to say that it's not the best receiving duo in the league with Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, but they they also put up seventeen points or less three weeks in a row. It's like they so inconsistent. The Bears with the quarterback situation, Andy Dalton, Justin Fields, Matt Nagy, the head coach there is just a train wreck. They can win, you know, eight games and the call successful. Good luck. I, what the Lions might be the worst team in the league. I've said it from the jump that I think the Texans are. I think the Lions will probably squeak out a win or two this season, maybe even three. But I think the Packers are going to hold down that division, and that's all starting with Aaron Rodgers. I also think defensively that they're pretty solid. I mean, they, I like their front seven. Uh, they get after the quarterback a little bit. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers is just at a whole other level. I agree with you. Uh, hard to say that it's single player impacting game that there's someone better. One last one on the surprises on the positive side of things, the Arizona Cardinals. I've actually only watched the Cardinals once this year. They have not been. I don't have my Sunday ticket like I usually have, unfortunately. Uh, but they have, uh, they have not. Um, I've only watched them a couple times because they've only been on our network TV a little bit. Uh, I get the basic gist. Kyler Murray's healthy. He's lighting it up. Uh, A.J. Green's been an underrated addition. It allows them to have three really good pass catchers with Christian Kirk and and, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. They're not really missing David Johnson. Chase Edmonds seems like he's pretty good. And then defensively, they're playing lights out, and probably Chandler Jones, his return has been huge. But uh, what have you seen or at least studied when you look at the Cardinals or read about the Cardinals? Well, I think that they have some some playmakers um, offensively that don't get a lot of of recognition. The Christian Kirks of the world, Rondell Moore, rookie out of Purdue. I mean, some really electric playmakers just outside of uh, when you put someone like A.J. Green, who's just such a consistent deep threat, even though he's in the twilight of his career, like on the backside of his prime, he's still someone that you have to worry about. And then that leaves DeAndre Hopkins in so many situations that are so 
where he's going to be so dominant. I mean, he has the upper hand when he's double teamed, let alone if he's given single coverage. Kyler Murray, with, with, with his feet, electric. I mean, they brought over Ronnie Hudson from, from the Raiders, who's, I think, the best center in the NFL. He might miss this week. Uh, he missed a little bit of time last week. I think it's a neck injury. Um, but I think he's the best center in the NFL, and I think that is a big-time game-changer for someone like Kyler Murray. Uh, and you mentioned Chase Edmonds, a great change of pace back who can take the workload. But James Conner coming over has also continued to improve. Coming over from the Pittsburgh Steelers, a guy who had such a breakout three years ago, um, last year really struggled. This year, continued to struggle in the beginning. He's you know taking chunk yards, but he's finding the end zone. He's a good goal line back. Um, they're just dynamic. And, and then you talk about on defense, Colter, I think Isaiah Simmons, First-round draft pick, rookie last year out of Clemson, has taken a big step. I really like what J.J. Watt has done. If people J.J. Watt's turned into one of those guys where Chandler Jones is getting off, well, guess why? You know, there's someone on the inside that's making it happen. That's J.J. Watt. Uh, again, a guy who's probably on the backside of his prime, but is playing better than you would think for someone who's suffered three major injuries in a row. You know, missed the better part of the last two seasons. Uh, and he's come in and been a, a revelation as far as his ability to not only play three tech, but play five tech, you know, play a little bit more defensive tackle than he was strong end in the, in the Texan scheme. So I love what the Cardinals are doing, man. Cliff Kingsbury has it dialed up. I was a big Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, I was questioning Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury kind of across the board, wondering if he was really going to make it in the NFL. I think right now he's proven that you can scheme it up and you put in the time and you, you, you put in all the preparation and you get a guy like Kyler Murray to take that next step. 6-0 for a reason, man. I think that they're right now the best team in the NFL. Brooks Nuala is best in the biz when it comes to analyzing the NFL. We didn't really have time to get to some of the uh, disappointments of the first third of the season, but maybe we'll circle back around later on this week. But as of right now, got to take a break because got the Montana State Minute coming up. Alex Eshelman from SWX Montana Television will join us to diagnose what she saw on the sidelines and, more importantly, how does she stay warm? She's an Arizona girl that was in the uh, Rocky Mountains on a night game of Nogden, Utah for the first time. I was making fun of her and Mary Lou's Cook, two great uh, contributors to this show. But Mary Lou's from Miami, Alex from California by way of Arizona, and so it was pretty funny watching them in their first night game. But regardless, uh, great insights coming from Alex Eshelman as well as some Montana State Minute coming up here on Nuanas Now. And Brooks, appreciate you being here, man. Always great stuff, and uh, thanks so much for hanging out with us here on All Football all the time. Yeah, thanks for having me, Colton. We'll talk about flops, but how about those Bengals, man? Third best defensive numbers in the league, a team that's kind of fun on offense. I like watching the Cincinnati Bengals. Love the Bengals. Love Joe Burrow's swag, too. I just I love the what Bengals are doing. It's uh, it's actually pretty fascinating to watch and uh, definitely a proven me wrong because I didn't know if they were going to be able to get it rolling, but they definitely got it rolling. Thanks so much for being here, man. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, thanks. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, fiber deployments, and community events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. 
Set them up and the Spartans will knock them down. That's been the case for almost two full seasons in Missoula Sentinel. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Top-ranked Sentinel Spartans continued their quest for a second consecutive Class AA state championship, yet another statement win on Friday night. Sentinel won for the seventh straight time this fall, including the fifth time against a ranked team alone this season with a 32-0 win over number three, Helena Capital. That marks the 17th straight victory dating back to the beginning of last season for the Spartans. Adam Jones rushed for three touchdowns and Zach Cruz threw a fourth to senior Easton Ledbetter as Sentinel secured top seed in the West with one game remaining in the regular season. Held a high one for the third week in a row to move back in the top three in the Treasure State Media Poll by dispatching Missoula Big Sky 42-7. Kate Holland scored three total touchdowns as the Bengals moved to 6-2 overall, dropping Big Sky to 2-6. After an 0-4 start, Great Falls High continued its late surge, winning for the fourth week in a row by getting past building senior 23-7. That moves the Bison to 4-2 in Eastern AA play while dropping the Bronx to 3-5 overall. And finally, Billings West kept pace, rolling to a 49-20 win over number five, Great Falls CMR, behind a pair of touchdown catches, future Bobcat Taco Dowler. West is now 6-0 in Eastern AA play and 7-1 overall, while the Rustlers are 5-3 after their second straight loss. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. Now, 1029 ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanez coming to you here on this Wednesday from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula and also new to Montana. You can find them located in Missoula at the corner of uh, Mount and Stevens. You can also find them online at nwmsrocks.com. It's Trucktober. That means 1.99% financing across all of Northwest Motorsports' 1,600-plus trucks. So go visit NWMS Rocks today. Check out the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. Time now for the Montana State Minute. We do this each Wednesday about 4.30 here on Nuanas Now. Actually pre-recording this with our good friend Alex Eshelman of SWX Montana Television. we got to tell you it's pre-recorded now. It's an FCC rule, so we're not trying to blow the surprise. Just, uh, you know, obeying the rules as they were. But, Alex, appreciate you joining us as always. I know you're very busy this time of year. How's it going? Oh, Coulter. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm doing well. How are you? I know that you're just as busy, if not much more than I am. So kudos to you for uh, keeping on top of everything as well. Well, I, uh, I love it. And, uh, you know, most people think I'm crazy because last weekend I drove to and from Missoula to Ogden, Utah and back uh, in one day and then uh, <laughs> did my Grizz pregame show. But to me, it was my best weekend of the whole year. I loved it. I got to watch Montana State on Friday night and Montana on Saturday afternoon. And it was very fun. But I have to tell you, before we get into the sports part of this thing, I was having a good chuckle on my drive back, thinking of my two warm weather colleagues, you and Mary Lou's Cook, both from uh, hot places, standing on the sidelines in Ogden, Utah, yeah. where it's ice cold. So how was your first experience on the sidelines when it started to get a little chilly? Well, thankfully, Coulter, it wasn't technically my first experience of standing out in the cold on the sidelines since I've been here for a year and a half, even though I 
haven't covered Montana State football until this season. High school, yeah, yeah. High school soccer, high school football definitely prepared me last year. So I had my hand warmers. I layered my socks. Um, at the time when uh, Coach Cho was still here, he was a big advocate of alpaca socks. <laughs> So I, I have my alpaca socks, I have my hand warmers, I have my beanie, and it actually wasn't that bad. I always think that the wind is a big component to how cold it can feel. It really wasn't that windy down there, not to mention with all those three and out situations. I was getting a good workout in Coulter, running back and forth from one the sideline to the next. Well, that was definitely one of the stories of the game. The defense is on both sides. Uh, we had seven consecutive three and outs on Friday night between the two teams as Weber State right. and Montana State uh, squared off. 13-7, to seven, Montana State comes out with the win. I think a lot of people that love offensive football didn't like the game. I love defensive football. I love the game. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was a great uh, display of wills. But we were standing on the field after the game getting some interviews. And uh, Ty Okada, who's basically becoming like the the second head coach, I guess, for the Bobcats because he's so good at the interviews. Uh, But he says, I don't know why you guys want to interview anybody else. Interview Daniel Hardy. I think he had 100 tackles today. (laughs) And, And it's true. I mean, Daniel Hardy was out of his mind. So we'll start there. I mean, the Bobcat defense as a whole. It was a standout performance, but Daniel Hardy stole the show, Big Sky Conference Player of the Week. So what did you think of his performance? I couldn't agree more, Coulter. And I said that when we were standing there talking to him. And he's so humble. He credits the entire defense and brought up Chase, Amandre, you know, all of his guys up front. And I said, but come on, Danny. I mean, let's be honest here. You were the star of the show in this game. And it really was true being down there on the sideline. What I love about Daniel's game is not only is he aggressive and he's great with his technique, but he seems like he's having so much fun, too. And not just personally, but having so much fun with his teammates. And I think that the defense really feeds off of that. I was able to talk with Sean Howell, the D-line coach, yesterday, and that'll be on Bobcat Insider this week. I asked him about Danny, and I said, what does his production mean to the Bobcats' defense? And he said, it means everything. It means everything, because not only is he productive in practice, but it translates onto the field, and we very much saw that in the big win over defending Big Sky champs, Weber State. The... uh Daniel Hart is such a humble guy, and so when he answers questions, he always deflects and, and praises his teammates, and that's one of the most appealing parts about him, for sure. But I was watching the game back, and he gave a lot of credit to the interior defensive lineman. And I got to tell you, Hardy is an amazing player. He's really great off the edge. His speed and space is super, super impressive. But to me, when I watched that game back for a second time, Chase Benson didn't have any statistics. He's the MVP of the defense, though, because he just wrecks the interior of, of offensive lines. When the quarterback gets flushed, that's where Hardy's at his best is chasing guys down. So I, I think that Benson is sort of an un, unsung hero right now. But I do think when these guys talk about the whole unit, it is the whole unit. I think they're the most complete unit in the Big Sky Conference because they have elite talent at all three levels of their defense. But uh, it's been very impressive to watch. And perhaps maybe more impressive than any of that was the fact that Montana State's young corners, they got eaten alive on the first drive against Weber State and then they locked in and that was maybe the key to Daniel Hardy getting his pass rush as well so Bobcat defense as a whole unit uh, just really standing out right now 
definitely Coulter. And at the very end of the game, it was pretty cool to see the whole Montana State crowd that was there. They started chanting, thank you, defense. And I would imagine that that felt pretty good for, for them to hear that. And Coach Vegan even touched on it in his press conference. I mean, they knew what they were going up against. This is the next best defense in the big sky in Weber State. And you could see that. Um, but like you said, it was an awesome game to watch, even though it wasn't a high-scoring game. When it came down to the very end, it was a nail-biter. It was gonna, it was really interesting to see if they were going to pull it off, and they did. It's the Montana State Minute. Alex Eshelman, SWX Montana Television, joining us here on Nuanas Now. One last thing about last Friday night, Alex, uh, maybe a somber one. Uh, Josh Davis, All-American running back from Weber State, went down with what looked like a bad injury. I know you were on the sideline. I don't know which side you were on, but uh, did you see it? And if so, does it look as bad as it looked from the press box? Oh, gosh, Coulter, that's a good question. To be honest with you, I, I can't give you a full detailed answer as to how it looked just because I was on the opposite side. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for how long he was down for, I mean, it's definitely concerning. And you never, I don't care what team you're rooting for, it is never fun to watch somebody go down like that. Um, and unfortunately, that happened to him, and hopefully they can get him back on his feet here within the season. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't look good, and it is really unfortunate, especially when we're talking about, I mean, he's one of the premier players in the league. I mean, he's definitely one of the best running backs in the conference in the country, multiple-time All-American, so uh, definitely a big bummer for him. The lucky part is he does he is a junior, so he has two years of eligibility remaining with this, mm-hmm. with this uh, I guess we'll call it the COVID shirt that these guys are getting, uh, but regardless, uh, hopefully Josh Davis does uh, heal up soon, but Montana State now six in a row. Uh, they're up to number eight in the country in the polls, and uh, they got it rolling. They're 4-0 in Big Sky Conference play. They control their destiny as of now, and they got a Idaho State team that's been reeling a little bit this year uh, coming to town. So, I mean, what are you, first of all, just what do you think of just the momentum Montana State takes in this game? It seems like that is one of their biggest advantages right now. 100% Coulter, I think. And like we've talked about all season long, their discipline and their feel to their team every week really hasn't changed from the start of the season. They're locked in, they're focused. You can tell that they really aren't wavered by who they're playing that upcoming week. They're just way more focused on what they can do to improve as a whole. With that said, uh, Idaho State, you're right, had a big win a couple weeks ago against UC Davis and then also played really tough against Sacramento State. So they're definitely not going to be overlooked. But going into this game, I think that it's been a whole mixture of things that have worked well for Coach Vegan and the Montana State Bobcats, especially with him stepping in in his first year. He's a great head coach. We've seen that. To this point, with that said, he's got a great group of guys. He's set up with a great group of assistant coaches um, so far undefeated in big sky play and at home. Um, So I think at this point, and of course, they have a leg up over Idaho State. I think that they're feeling confident. I think that they're feeling ready. And I think that their eyes are on this week but I think for the fans you're starting to see if you can believe it Coulter we're in the back half of the season they have a bye next week followed up by Eastern which is going to be huge and then of course Cat Grizz at the very end of the game and before that their final home game so we're coming down 
to the final handful of games here. Which is absolutely crazy, but uh, it's definitely been a fun season thus far. Alex, Alex Eshelman joining us here on Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Alex is a reporter there at SWX uh, over in Bozeman. Uh, talking a little bit about this upcoming game between Idaho State and Montana State in Bozeman on Saturday. And Alex, I know you mentioned that I got the Bob, Bobcat Insider coming out here uh, this week. And Sean Howe, I think he's a guy that maybe – fans around Montana State or just people around Montana in general just don't know much about because even though this is a new coaching staff Brent Vegan's been in front of the media a bunch, Taylor Housewright and Freddie Banks the coordinators have been in front of the media a bunch a lot of the staff is held over from Jeff Choate so they're familiar guys even the guys that were sort of kind of new like Jimmy Beal, I mean he went to Montana State so people know him, Bobby Daly's been around forever and all these guys, the Sean House kind of guy that people don't really know about and it's very interesting as well because the guy Sean Howe replaced Byron Hout is the defensive line coach at Idaho State now, too. Uh, but you said you sat down with Coach Howe. What were your impressions? And it seems like, I mean, his unit is playing lights out, so it seems like the guys are responding pretty well to his coaching. Right, Coulter. Let me tell you, Sean Howe is pivotal to this defensive unit and just to the team as a whole. And I'm speaking not all, only in terms of, you know, my great interview with him on Bobcat Insider that'll be coming out this Thursday evening. Uh, But just being around him this entire season, he has a way with his group. You can tell that not only do they trust him, but they also, they're fired up by him. He gets his defense energetic and excited to go out there and play. And you can see that on the field. And uh, I mentioned this in my interview with him. I started off by saying I I was standing next to his group before they were about to play Weber, and he was giving his group a pump-up speech. He said, focus on three things, technique, stop the run, and have a party with the quarterback. Everyone's invited. And that got me excited, standing there, listening to him, talking to his guys, and you could tell that they were all feeding off that energy. And not only does that happen, before the game, but that happens in every practice as well. He comes prepared, energetic, ready to go, and just fired up to coach this group. You can tell he's really passionate about it, and that not only – it just translates onto the field, and it it has. I mean, we've seen it. She's Alex Eshelman, SWX Montana. She joins us each Wednesday here on the Montana State Minute on Nuanas Now. And Alex, thanks so much for being here, and I'll look forward to seeing you on Saturday. In the meantime, have a good rest of your week. I can't wait, Coulter. Thank you so much for having me. Always a privilege, and I'll see you at Bobcat Stadium on Saturday. Wear pink. It's the pink out. Love when I get to wear me some pink. I'm actually not kidding. I have some sweet pink shirts, and uh, love the pink game. I don't like press conferences where there's 25 minutes worth of questions about it. Not that it's not a worthy cause. It's, in fact, a phenomenal cause. I know a lot of people out there have been affected by breast cancer and uh, cancer in general. I'm just teasing my colleagues right now, but regardless. Thanks to Alex Eshelman from SMX Montana Television. Keep those texts rolling in. Fancy football. Wing it Wednesday. The Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. We got 12 wings for you. All you got to do is ask me your fancy football questions. We'll do that next here on Nuanas Now. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. 
There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sports Bet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sports Bet Montana location or by using the Sports Bet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sports Bet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sports Bet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sports Bet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Me, young, B, cruising down the west side highway, doing what we like to do. I eyes behind shades. This neck is the reason all of my days been blind days. But today, I got my Ferrowis girl with me. I'm mashing the gas, she's grabbing the wheel. It's trippy, how hard she rides with me. The new Bobby and Whitney. Only time we don't speak is doing sex in the city. She gets. It's unbelievable how much I long for the days that I loved Beyonce. Man, I used to just love them. Loved some Destiny's Child. Loved some Beyonce and Jay-Z. Yeah, I like all good things. Especially overexposed things. They come to an end. We're going to start to take it down a negative road. What a great song. Jay-Z and Beyonce bringing it back on a Wednesday. Appreciate you hanging out with us. I'm Coulter Nuanez. This Nuan is now 102.9 ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Thanks for hanging out with us today and every day that you do. Time now for Wing It Wednesday presented by the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. The uh, baseball playoffs are raging right now. The Astros are up 3 to nothing against the Red Sox. Top of the sixth, two outs. No better place in Missoula to watch baseball than the Despo. So maybe you want to go watch the rest of that game. It's 2-2 two to two in the series. And the Astros, again, up 3-0. to zero. Last night, of course they did. The Dodgers came back for a pivotal win. That was their first win in the, uh, in the National League Championship Series. Excuse me. And uh, it was in walk-off style, which has become uh, so customary for these Los Angeles Dodgers. You have to wonder if they fell down 2-0 against the Atlanta Braves. I mean, first of all, credit to the Braves. But you had to wonder if they fell down because of how epic their series against their rival uh, San Francisco Giants was in the NLDS. But regardless, that's all to say, if you want to watch some of this awesome baseball that's been playing out in the playoffs, head on down to Desperado. Desperado has uh, the best wings in the city of Missoula, awesome beer prices. It's a great place to just go watch some baseball, eat some chicken wings. You want to win some wings? Send us your texts. 888-1029. That's 406 1029, and ask us some fancy football questions. Question number one we've received is Odell Beckham Jr. Welcome to Dumpsville. <laughs> the symbolism and uh, everything that goes along with the wording of that text. I appreciate it. And uh, I think that Odell Beckham Jr. is still salvageable and actually is in a legitimate flex option sometimes. That said, Baker Mayfield, you can think what you want about his talent. He's one of the most... Uh, I don't know about polarizing because it's not like good or bad. There's just a lot of different opinions about him. He he has a wide range of opinions. Some people think he just stinks. Some people think he's really good. A lot of people like me think he's somewhere in between. I'm on the optimistic side of what he could become. I think Baker Mayfield has awesome swagger for the Cleveland Browns. But here's why I would stay away from Odell Beckham Jr. this week. Baker Mayfield's hurt. 
Baker Mayfield is hurt on both sides. His throwing shoulders dinged up. His non-throwing shoulders bad. The injury he got last week didn't look good at all. He's tough, so I think he's going to play. But Nick Chubb has been in and out of the lineup. Kareem Hunt, I believe, is out this week or at least doubtful right now. So hurt quarterback, hurt running backs, not good for offensive production. So uh, I would steer clear, actually, of, uh, of Odell Beckham this week. I know buys are coming up, and a lot of teams have buys. The Bills have a buy. That's going to take a lot of uh, studs out of, out of fancy lineups. The Vikings have a buy. That's going to take some studs out of fancy lineups. The Chargers have a buy. That also removes some studs from some fancy lineups. So where am I looking for replacements if you have a buy? Well, for example, I'm just looking at one of my fancy teams right now. It's actually in my main league with my brother. It's my big money league. And uh, I knew those teams were on buys because I have Stephon Diggs from the Bills. And where am I turning to next? If Emmanuel Sanders is somehow still floating around your waiver wire, I can't imagine he is um, unless you just have a, a, a league that hasn't been paying attention. But uh, go get Emmanuel Sanders. He's productive, and uh, he could be a fill-in there for uh, Stephon Diggs. Or other guys that maybe you take a look at that have been pretty good. Um, and I, I think Calvin Ridley, he's probably possessed in most leagues, but if he's not... I'm just trying to think of guys that maybe would be a quick waiver action, but uh, when it comes to if your if your running backs have buys, I think that or if your running backs get hurt, that was the other point I was going to make. This time of year is when running backs start to get dinged up. And by the way, Andrew Houghton from ESPN Missoula here, our producer in the back, he's going to have a good stat for you here in just a minute. Uh, but there's been some running backs that have been a little bit dinged up, and so where do you turn? Uh, there's always the talk of the handcuff. I think some of the best handcuffs in the NFL. I think the best handcuff in the NFL. Talking about when you have a backup forward, an elite guy like Dalvin Cook, I think this Alexander Madison is the best handcuff you can have in the league. Right now, though, a guy that I actually think it's fun. You know, I, I love the fact that I've covered FCS and just Division One football in general now for a little while, 15 years. This is my 15th season doing it. I've interviewed a lot of guys now that have got on to, to greater things. And one of the funniest guys, one of the guys that's sort of just unlikely that I once upon a time interviewed is J.D. McKissick. He's the backup running back for uh, the Washington football team. But with um, Antonio Gibson banged up, uh, McKissick played at Arkansas State. Montana State opened up at Arkansas State in 2014. So, uh, you know, I used to, when I was uh, just covering the Cats, I'd always get, you know, a couple players, a couple coaches from every school the Cats would play. And so I got to interview J.D. McKissick, and now here he is six, seven years later still in the NFL. So that one's kind of cool. But he's another good handcuff because – Gibson is good. He's actually better than I thought he was going to be. Um, I think he could be really good if he could stay healthy, but uh, he's a dude that hasn't been able to stay healthy, so J.D. McKissick is definitely a viable option. It's going to be tough when you got uh, any guy that could play a flex spot, either a running back or a receiver. If you don't already have another guy on your bench ready to go, it's going to be very hard to like get a guy off the wire unless you just – Quick trigger, or there's like, a, you know, I, I got Alex Collins last week, for example, knowing Chris Carson was going to be out, and then he's a guy that can get a, a couple fantasy points there. But when you have bias with your quarterback, that's a spot where you actually can maybe quote unquote stream guys. Like Justin Herbert's my fantasy quarterback in my main league. But I got Jalen Hurts off the wire, and, and Hurts is, you know, even though the Eagles are up and down, Hurts is a good fantasy option, especially if you're just going to play for that one week and you know Herbert's going to be back. So. Uh, oftentimes when you have your quarterback has a buy, I, I don't really think that's that smart to stash quarterbacks, like having a backup quarterback, unless you really want a, like a fail-safe option in terms of if a guy just implodes or isn't good. But uh, I think you can almost always get a guy that's 
okay to play for just one week. And uh, so I would always suggest to go look at the waiver wire if you're getting a quarterback to replace your guy on a bye. And I would pick the guy based on who's the worst defense that they play against. Not necessarily who's the best quarterback, but who's a bad defense, who's a shaky defense that they, that guy might be able to get loose against a little bit. So uh, we'll c- continue to take your texts and your questions when it comes to fantasy football. 406 1029 That's 888-1029. Hour one almost in the books, but a good stat from Andrew Houghton. Uh, pertaining to my brother Brooks and I's conversation at the top of this show, Andrew says, here's a stat for you. We were talking about Derrick Henry and the absurd amount of carries he's gotten and the absurd amount of carries he's on pace for, as well as maybe the prospects of him breaking Eric Dickerson's uh, almost 40-year-old single-season rushing record. 1984 was when Dickerson was the only man in NFL history to rush for more than 2,100 yards. And uh, Andrew says, here's a stat for you. Of the top 20 NFL seasons in terms of carries all-time, only two players appear on the list multiple times. 14 guys have one season in the top 20. One guy has two. Dickerson has four. So Dickerson certainly was at the front half of his league, of his career one of the greatest running backs in the history of the league. And uh, then he had his contract dispute that sort of soured his good name. And he also sort of fell off because he got worn out. But I, I think Eric Dickerson is a little bit misremembered. I know people think he's, he's good and he's a Hall of Famer and all that. But... I think he's one of the greatest. I, I I think that Walter Payton and Barry Sanders are the only running backs, really, I would take an argument for that are in the league, if not superior than Dickerson. Dickerson's, he's there for me. I've met him. I've hung out with him. That's been really fun. Uh, but he is a dude that I, I think, I don't know why, but he doesn't quite get the credit I think he deserves. But there's a, well, only one guy that has two. Uh, Andrew, I'm going to say that that one guy is Ricky Williams. I got it. Gotta love it. Well, good. Uh, Ricky Williams, one of my favorites as well. My Brooks, my brother Brooks's favorite, no question. <laughs> so I uh, gotta love. It. I got a Ricky Williams autograph somewhere uh, in the the vault at the at the house, or maybe Brooks still has it. Regardless, pretty cool. We love it. We love uh, Ricky Williams. I got Larry Larry Johnson's probably on that list once upon a time too, and I got Larry Johnson and Andrew in my basement right now as well. Uh, hour one of the books, hour two coming at you. We will take a couple more fantasy football entries, but this has been a Wing It Wednesday presented by the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Appreciate the King of Wings for being with us. They brought us to the dance. They're one of our longest standing supporters here at ESPN Missoula. So we can't thank the Despo enough for being a part of our radio show. Man, they got to be getting close to being, doing this thing for like a decade because we've been having some sort of daily content on here for definitely more than half of a decade. And uh, Despo has been riding with us all the way. So we got to love those guys and. Go watch some baseball at the Despo. I promise you will not regret it. Hour one of the books. Hour two coming at you. ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Mike Bresky. Multiple stops in Montana. Multiple stops in Missoula. He's now in Moscow. He's the defensive coordinator for the Idaho Vandals. Idaho hosts Montana on Saturday evening. And uh, Coach Bresky joined us a little earlier this week to talk about his team, about the matchup, but also some memories. As you know, we're chronicling the 2001 National Championship team for the Grizzlies. It is the 20th anniversary of that season. And Coach Bresky, he was the defensive coordinator for those Grizzlies. So we talked a little bit about the current and a little bit about the past. Keep it right here, ESPN Roundtable with Mike Bresky coming up right after this. It's Nuanas Now. 
The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home it's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. 